0: The Gwinnett Baseball Report, brought to you by Molder and Associates, making dreams come true one home at a time. I'm your host, Cody Butler, and I'll be giving you extensive coverage of baseball from the 12U ranks to the Gwinnett Stripers all season long. If they're playing baseball in Gwinnett County, I'm on top of it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Gwinnett Baseball Report, episode 10. As always, I'm your host, Cody Butler, and I could not be more thrilled to bring you coverage of this second season starting up this week. Playoff baseball is in the air. I can feel it. People are excited. Win or go home. Everyone has the same goal in mind. Whether you're dogpiling at SunTrust or Coolray, they all want that state championship ring. Big matchups to discuss. Two region championships in 7A on the line last week. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to preview all 15 teams that made the playoffs in Gwinnett County. And we have two interviews. We're going to speak with Norcross head coach Aaron Wilkins. And we're going to talk a little bit with Parkview catcher Jonathan French. Kicking things off in style, let's take a look at our two GBR series of the week. The Region 7 and Region 8 championships played right here in Gwinnett County. Parkview was able to sweep both games over Brookwood. 10-9 in eight innings and a 10-0 run rule in five innings to clinch their Region 7 championship. You know, just a tale of two nights. One game went a one-run thriller and the next game was just a beatdown. I think it's probably hard for Brookwood to get back up after letting that one slip. Uh, Brookwood went up on top in the seventh inning, but part of you answered in the bottom half to extend the game. They were able to win the eighth inning on an RBI walk off sack fly by Steven Rustich. And then Panthers just came out and did their thing on Thursday. A huge dominant run rule victory on the road. Xander Stevens threw a complete game shutout. You got to tip your cap to Parkview. They've been the best team in Georgia this season so far. And uh, with the region title on the line against an undefeated Brookwood, they were able to get it done. So Parkview is your region 7-7A champion. They took both games, 10-9 and 10-0. Moving on up to Region 8, another championship on the line. The Grayson Rams outscored Archer 26 to two over three games: four to nothing, 12 to two, and 10 to nothing. Two run rule victories for Grayson. Two road shutouts for Grayson. You just gotta tip your cap to the Rams. They finished Region play 15 and 0 this season. It's their third consecutive Region title, and uh, yeah, they're going into the state playoffs super hot. Credit to both Decula and Apalachee. Want to give a shout-out to them. We were able to cover that series last week as well. Uh, The Falcons won two games. Were able to put themselves in a position to potentially host a playoff series. But you got to credit the Wildcats. Alex Cook came up big on the road, and Apalachee has themselves in the state playoffs for the first time in program history. Yes, you want to shout-out Coach Gaffney at Decula and Coach Bailey at Apalachee. Both of those teams representing the area pretty well making the playoffs. Speaking of playoff baseball, let's talk about it. Fifteen teams in Gwinnett County made the playoffs in 2019. 10 in 7A, 1 in 6A, 1 in 5A, 1 in 3A, and 2 in single A private. Taking a look at the 10 teams in 7A to make the postseason, Region 6, 1 through 4, North Gwinnett, Mill Creek, Mountain View, and Peachtree Ridge. Region 7's top 3, Parkview, Brookwood, and Norcross. And Region 8's top 3, Grayson, Archer, and South. The top 4 teams make it in every region, but Region 7 and Region 8 also have teams from outside the county. North Gwinnett will host Lakeside, Cab. Mill Creek will host Norcross. Mountain View is on the road at Brookwood. Peachtree Ridge is on the road at Parkview. Grayson's going to host Lambert. Archer will host North Forsyth. And South Gwinnett will be on the road at Forsyth Central. When you look at some of those Gwinnett on Gwinnett matchups, Mountain View at Brookwood, Peachtree Ridge, Parkview, Norcross, Mill Creek, big time early matchups, where no matter what, we have a Gwinnett County team advancing to the second round. Moving down to 6A, Decula. Got to give a credit to the Falcons again. Made the playoffs. They could potentially be hosting Northgate, Or they could be traveling to South Paulding. It's up in the air right now. They could either be the two seed or they could be the three seed. The outcome of Monday's Lanier-Habersham Central game will determine whether or not Decula gets to host a playoff series. So to cut it short, we're all Longhorn fans here. We're pulling for Lanier. That way, Decula will get to host Northgate. In 5A, the Buford Wolves, they finish as the number two seed in the region. They will be hosting Arabian Mountain. In 3A, Greater Atlanta Christian finishes the three seed. They'll be on the road at Calhoun. In 1A, Wesleyan earned a first-round bye, finishing as the number two team in the power rankings. Huge series win over Mount Vernon for them last week. And Hebron Christian did make the playoffs. Nothing finalized yet, but it looks like they may be playing Brookstone. We will not know until Tuesday. So again, congrats to all 15 Gwinnett County teams in the playoffs. We're pulling for you all individually here at GBR. We want everyone to succeed. We just want you to be safe, have fun, and enjoy this last few weeks of the season. Super grateful to speak with Norcross head coach Aaron Wilkins this weekend. The Blue Devils have won 17 games so far, and they're heading into the postseason. Before we get to his interview, first, a quick word from our sponsors. Now is a great time to tell you about our friends at Mulder & Associates. Marla Mulder is a leading realtor in Gwinnett County and also specializes in Lake Lanier Properties. Mulder & Associates will work to clear all the hurdles of your real estate transaction. Whether you're selling a house or buying a home, communication throughout is key. Their philosophy is simple. Client comes first. Marla Mulder, your realtor for life. Making dreams come true, one home at a time. Give Marla a call at 404-569-7393 or visit her online at marlamovesyou.com. She promises to take exceptional care of your real estate needs. And we're here live with Norcross head coach Aaron Wilkins. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully. Thanks for asking. Coach, talk to us about your background and how you ended up the head coach at Norcross High School. (laughs) Well, bear with me. It's a little bit of a windy road. Um,
1: So, playing-wise, I grew up in Southern California, uh, more specifically in the San Diego area, Uh, and I grew up playing travel ball at a young age. I think I started travel ball at nine, back in the day when travel ball was as big a thing as it is now. Played all the way through high school. It was a four-year starter on my high school team, Vista High School. Uh, after that, I was lucky enough to get a baseball scholarship to the University of Michigan. So I decided to uh, go to uncharted territory to go to the Midwest. I'd never been. Uh, went to Michigan. I played baseball there for two years. Uh, never really played. Got that much playing time. Uh, didn't really go as I wanted it to. So after about two years, It was time for me to decide, do I want to go to a different school and uh, have a better chance of playing, or do I want to stick it out at Michigan because I love it so much and uh, decide to stay because it's uh, where my heart is. So uh, I graduated from Michigan, and uh, after that, I realized I eventually wanted to teach, and I definitely wanted to coach. But the one thing in my life where I, one smart decision I made is I knew I wasn't mature enough out of college to go straight into teaching, I need a little bit of real world experience. So, I uh, I went and I moved to downtown Atlanta. So the thing that brought me to Atlanta was uh, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now. She got a good job with uh, TBS Sports, Turner Sports. Uh, so I followed her over here and uh, lived the life a little bit. in, in downtown Atlanta, worked for uh, Coca Cola for a little while. Then worked for CNN. Um, after that, I decided to go back to San Diego. Uh, I got a job with a company called Qualcomm. And while I was there, I uh, I got my uh, teaching teaching certification and my master's degree. Uh, and then finally, when I got to about 30 years old, it was time to rock and roll. I knew I was ready to teach. I knew I wanted uh, a job that was uh, more rewarding and uh, fulfilling. So I started teaching. And my first uh, job was a student teacher, and uh, ironically enough, Place placed me at the high school that I attended, Vista High School. Uh, coach LaPierre was, was the coach there. Uh, he's the coach that coached me my four years in high school. And uh, he gave me the job as a catching coach, coaching the catchers, um, which is a good start. It's a good program. I learned a lot uh, from him, a lot more than I already had. Uh, from that, I spent one year at Army and Navy Academy. Uh, it's a little private school right on the beach. They have their own private beach. So uh, each, each morning, I'd have to uh, get the boys, all boys school, i have to get the boys to focus on me because there'd be girls getting out of their trucks and bikinis, going to the beach. And all boys school, they can be distracted pretty easy by that. Um, that's kind of a funny thing about that. But anyway, I'm like, teaching right. coach at Army and Navy Academy. Uh, and at that point in time, we, my wife and I had a daughter, and we decided that California is too expensive, and uh, Atlanta is just so family-oriented. It was, it was time to move back. Uh, so we moved back, she got a job with Mizuno, and uh, I started looking for teaching jobs, and right away, I was lucky enough, I got a job with uh, with Coach Power at Roswell, I was a head JV coach there, and he actually helped me get a teaching job there, even though the school year had already started, so I uh, owe a lot to him for that. Um, after one year, I went to Northview High School in Johns Creek, I was assistant coach to uh, Josh Bartlett for one year. And then uh, I was lucky enough to grab the uh, head coaching position the next year, where I was head coach at Northview for four years. And then now this is
0: my second year at Norcross High School. Well, Kurt, it's certainly paying off at Norcross. You've won 17 games so far this year. You locked down the three seed. You're in the playoffs. Talk to us. It's a two-part question. One, I want to know, how do you think this season went as a whole so far before you start your second season, your playoff run? And two, how do you think playing teams such as Parkview and Brookwood will help you in the future opponents such as Mill Creek? You know what, I am
1: beyond excited about this year's team. Um, main reason being, there's a lot of question marks coming into the year. And uh, it was just we lost, we lost two big studs on the mound. And uh, Jonathan Hab, he's at Oglethorpe now, and then Cooper Stinson at Duke. Uh, so we basically had no innings returning on the mound. And at the beginning of the year, it was rough. We couldn't find a strike zone. Uh, we're just struggling, frankly. Our scrimmage gaming against Alvarado was, a, was a, a bear to watch. But uh, I'll tell you what, these guys have uh, have hung in there and they have not let a day go by where they haven't attempted to get better or worked hard or communicated with the coaching staff about how they can get better. So I'm very, very pleased with this year's bunch. Um, for instance, each year I usually uh, have the players vote for captains and the coaches agree, then we go with that. Uh, but this year is a little bit different. This year, I had the players vote for captains, and the, the votes were pretty even for like four, five, six, seven guys, which I would never had. So I, I laid off on announcing captains. And then finally, like two weeks later, they go, uh, some of the seniors asked about who the captains were. And I thought about it, and I, I realized that if I announce captains, then I'm taking some of the responsibility off of the other player's shoulders, which isn't a good thing. Because right now, everything was going smoothly. Um, and so we kept that. We don't have any captains this year. And I, I do all my communication through the senior class. And it's their job to uh, relay it to the rest of the program. Why say all the communication? I mean, like, daily daily responsibilities. So it's up to them. And if the communication is not spread correctly, then they have a price to pay. But it's been fantastic in them doing that. Um, they've, been, they've been good kids. And in terms of how does our region and teams like Brookwood and Parkview. How do they get us ready for teams like Mill Creek? Um, it's easy. It's not just playing them in games, but it's reminding our team in practice. that we're slipping up or we're we're playing below our, our potential or uh, practicing below our below our the way we can, then just remind them about elite programs like Brooklyn and Parkview. What do you think they're doing right now? Uh, and do you think they would be okay with the way? We, do you think they would be okay? Uh, practicing like we are right now. Um, so it's easy. It's an easy reminder. And then playing a team like Mill Creek in the playoffs, I mean, they're just so so well coached. They're players watching them on film, scouting them a little bit. They just, they do everything right. They do everything that a, 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 a good team's coach to do, using the whole field, uh, just baseball and things. So, yeah, teams like Brookwood and, and, and Parkview and, and Region 7, they prepare you for the playoffs,
0: and uh, it's great. Coach, one of the players we want to highlight that's really stood out for you this year and helped you get to the position you're at right now is Daniel Hav. Talk about him and his success. Well,
1: Daniel is a kid um, where he's just an athlete. Legitimately, we could put him almost anywhere on the field, and he would be fine. Not a second thought about it. Uh, last year, he was on varsity as a sophomore, but whoever the head coach was, I think it was me, didn't hit him. <laughs> he just caught, and we hit for him. So we maybe should have experimented a little bit more with him hitting in the games, but uh, Say that's the past, I guess. Uh, but no, he's in he uh, He is just... It's not just how he produces, where he's hitting, I think, a little over 460, has 15, 16 stolen bases around there, and he has, I think, five or six triples, six, seven, eight doubles, something like that. But not just the success playing the game, it's how he bounces around and how he plays with enthusiasm and how he has a smile on his face. and It's... It, it uh, subconsciously motivates the other players, and, and frankly, it subconsciously motivates, I think, the coaching staff as well. So he's just one of those guys. He's a fire starter, He's a lightning rod. All those cliches, whatever you want to say. But he's, he's, that, he's that guy for us.
0: So I think take it as we have him. Well, Coach, has definitely worked out for him this year. I got to ask you, California guy. You played baseball at Michigan. Now you're here in Gwinnett. Talk to us about the level of baseball you've seen at all levels in California, Michigan, and Gwinnett, and just how they compare. Michigan, I only
1: have the college Experience. I don't have any real high school experience with that, um, but I can compare California, I can compare Georgia, and frankly, it's, it's top-level baseball. I mean, there's nothing else. A, a top team here is a top team in, in California, and vice versa. The game's just played the right way. Uh, there, there are so many people knowledgeable about the game, and they spread their knowledge, and, and the weather is good in both areas. Uh, so kids are always wanting to get better, and the comp- competition just breeds breeds more competition, and, and therefore breeds better better competitors and better players. And I just they're both games are played in both regions very very aggressively. I think California they say it's small ball, this that, and the other. But I also know there's a lot of uh, a lot of hitting runs, really aggressive on the base pass, uh, and it's just it's played it's just played similarly. It's uh you, you can't, and in, and in either region, you just can't make you can't make mistakes because a lot of the teams are just just too good. But uh, long story short, I don't see I don't see that much of a difference. There's a lot of times that's explained to be it's just it's good baseball and I think it's getting more homogenized too because these these kids from all over the country are playing against each other in these tournaments, uh, basically the whole summer. So they're each adapting to each other's, each other's
0: uh, style of play. You know, that's actually an interesting point, one I haven't heard before. You're right. With these kids playing with different parts of the country, they're kind of adapting a little bit of the California swag and a little bit of the Georgia swag as well. That's a good point. Coach, lastly, before I let you go, 4-1 and one in your last five games. Playing well right now, and you're on the road to start the playoffs at the 7A runner-up Mill Creek, a really good program. Gorgeous field over there, great facility. You know you'll be playing top-notch facility. Talk to us about that matchup. Uh, first of all, it's a putting green. <laughs>
1: that field is immaculate. I'm jealous. Um, But... You know what, with that matchup, what we have to do is, and I have to remind myself this and coaches each other, that we have to worry about ourselves. If, uh, if we start worrying too much about who we're playing and how we need to play them, then we have no shot. If we all do what we have to do, then we'll give ourselves a good shot, but until we can do that, um, that's, a, that's, that's basically what we have to do. Like I said, Mill Creek um, is a team that you can't make a lot of mistakes against, and if you do... You can't compound your mistakes. You got to uh, you got to flush it and then and then move on to the next pitch because they're like I said uh, they're well coached and uh, they've been in these situations before, playoff situations, um, advancing last year. Obviously, how far they did. So we have to just play our best, worry about ourselves, and uh, if we make mistakes, not compound
0: them. Coach, thank you so much for stopping by this week and good luck. You know, thank you a huge season for the Blue Devils, and we're really pulling for you. Hi, my pleasure.
1: Thank you. This is Brad Stromdahl, head baseball coach at Georgia Gwinnett College. The Gwinnett Baseball Player Report this week is brought to you by Game Time Leagues. Join Game Time Leagues this spring with the Game Time Gwinnett Middle School League. This league will connect middle school baseball players directly to their high school baseball program. Game Time Leagues is changing local baseball through many seasons, which enable you to play local and stay local. Be seen at Game Time Leagues through innovative, recruiting exposure, professional coaching and development, and most importantly, playing games. Game Time Leagues changing local baseball. Play local, stay local. Find us at GameTimeLeagues.com.
0: Thank you again for Coach Wilkins for speaking with us this week. And last but certainly not least, we were able to speak with Parkview catcher Jonathan French, just an absolute dude, top 10 player in Georgia, hitting four fifty this year, seven home runs, 41 RBIs, He's thrown out 13 of 26 base stealers, been incredible behind the plate. He's a leader on the number one team in the state, and we were grateful to get a few minutes with him. And we're here live with Parkview catcher Jonathan French. Jonathan, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great, doing great. Jonathan, talk to us about what it's like to be a Parkview Panther, just be on the number one team in the state, top 10 team in the country annually. Talk to us about that.
2: I mean, it's awesome just being in this program for the past four years, and it's awesome being a part of the tradition that's been going on for way longer and way before me. That we've gotten there and, you know, it's it's awesome putting on the jerseys and, you know, it's a big honor to, you know, kind of play under the people and play in front of the people that have been there before you. You know, it's just a great family and it's a great uh, tradition of excellence that we're around day in and day out. And, you know, it's been a real wonderful experience being
0: here. Named a Gwinnett Daly Super 6 going into the season and you've lived up to it, hitting four fifty, seven home runs, 41 RBIs. Talk to us about that. Uh, really,
2: my approach this year was just to dominate. You know, I really wasn't going to accept anything else for myself. And, you know, I kind of simplified my approach and simplified my mental game and, you know, just told myself that if I go out there and do what I'm supposed to do, then, you know, things are going to really look good for me this season as far as hitting and especially defense and every aspect of my game. If I just go out there and do what I'm supposed to do and do it, I know what I'm capable of doing, you know, it's going to have good results coming out
0: of it. Well, everyone knows you're definitely a big bat in the lineup. Defensively as a catcher, one of the best I've seen this year, you've thrown out 50% of runners, thrown out 13 of 26 base stealers. Talk to us about that, how you prepare defensively behind the plate. You know, preparation goes into every day during practice.
2: You know, we work on throwing, we work on our blocking and our receiving and our transfers and, you know, getting our feet set and getting everything fine-tuned to where in the game we can just go out and go. And, you know, we do uh, – or I do a pregame routine just to get all my muscles moving, to get all my muscle memory, you know, kind of working just before the game so I don't go in there and, you know, the first ball I throw down is a guy trying to steal a base. So, you know, it's kind of like getting myself prepared, getting my body prepared. And big thing for me in the off season was getting my arm stronger so I could come out and, you know, be a kind of a force behind the plate and control the run game like I wanted to.
0: Jonathan, talk to us about the ending to the Buford game this season. Just a special ending for you to make that play defensively. That
2: that ending was awesome, and you know that play I made was pretty cool. But even better was the pitch my pitcher threw. That I think he threw the best curveball of his life right there in that situation. You know, couldn't have asked for a better spot for it, and you know, I couldn't ask for a better first baseman to be there and you know, kind of give me the heads up that the runner was off the bag. So I mean. I made the throw, but credit all that to my teammates for setting it up.
0: Absolutely. Jonathan, talk to us about what it's like playing baseball in Gwinnett County. You're friends with some of the best players here in the county, and you just get to test yourself against top talent in the country.
2: Oh, definitely. Year in and year out, we, Gwinnett County has the best competition, you know, ever around the around the country. And, you know, it's really great to go out and, you know, whatever team you're playing, there's always at least one guy that's going to go out there and ball out. You know, it's just, it's just great that Gwinnett County has this big tradition of, know greatness and you know every team you play is really good and you're really not going to get a lot of uh teams rolling over for you you're going to get a fight every day
0: Jonathan you're committed to Clemson University what stood out about their program uh Clemson you know they just made it feel like
2: a home I went on my first visit with coach LaCroix and coach Lee and you know uh they just made it feel like a family and made it feel like a home away from home and that was really the feel I was looking for and wherever i was gonna go next and you know they provided it and their facilities are top-notch and obviously they have a great program going up there coach lee's been doing a great job with the with the program up there at clemson you know that was obviously a big factor in why i chose them but mainly is because i felt like home and that was it was a family and it was going to be a family when i go there
0: well you're definitely comfortable wearing orange
2: oh most definitely
0: playoffs are about to start. Talk to us about this second season. You start things off with Peachtree Ridge. What are you looking forward to the most? Your final ride.
2: Oh, it's it's exciting. I'm just looking to enjoy every moment of it and you know, just keep putting together wins like we have been doing lately, you know, no matter what we've been fighting and coming back, you're dominating and starting out dominating and you know, it's been really great to see and it's going to be great to see what this team is going to put together in this playoffs. Hopefully we can make a run and win the whole thing
0: that's our plan thank you so much for stopping by to talk with us today we really appreciate it thank you very much i appreciate it and that'll do it for this week's show happy easter to everyone i hope y'all had a great holiday i hope everyone's doing well ghsa baseball coverage it's playoff season baby follow us on facebook at guinette baseball report and on twitter at gbr baseball have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.